Jordan, you there? We good. All right, what's up? So this is going to be the latest episode of the BCG podcast, and we're going to get into a little bit, um, talk a little Drake. Um, his first, he just put out the release date for his new album, Scorpion, that will be dropping on the 29th of this month. I'm going to talk about Whiskey for Rolling Paper 2. He just went on Big Tigger show to talk about um, the features that are going to be on the uh, the features that are on the album. Um, and then we're also going to get into a little uh, Georgia Smith, talk about her, her latest Lost and Found mixtape. And I got my guy Jordan here to um, give a little bit of outtakes and just opinions on his end. What's up, Jordan? What's up, what's up, Diana? All right, cool. So, uh, what do you think this new Drake album? Um, what are your thoughts on this new Drake album? You think it's gonna he's gonna come with some heat, or is this just gonna be something that we've already heard before? Um, maybe a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both. I think that inevitably he's gonna have to come with that heat, especially that um, his beef with Pussy T is really cooling off a little bit. It's not the main topic of discussion anymore. Um, so I think people are more focused on the music right now, the music and uh possibly even the features you're going to bring out. So I think it's definitely going to have to be that heat. But at the same time, it's definitely going to have to be that classic Drake sound that we're accustomed to hearing. Uh, I can anticipate a little bit more singing, you know what I'm saying, some R&B. But I can also anticipate some hard bars, you know, just to reinforce yeah. his place at the top of the mountain um, to show people that he ain't dead, you know, that he's still very much one of the best in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, he just wants to, he, he wants to show people that, you know, that there's no, there's no, he's not limping away from this beef that he got with Pussy T. He's walking strong. So I think he's going to have to come real hard and he's going to have to come real correct on this next project. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely think Drake is still top five, um, regardless of his Pussy T beef or not. I think, you know, it is what it is. He's still going to be like one of the hottest guys in the game when it comes down to putting out good radio hits and putting out good tracks. Um, but my thing with Drake is that when he puts out an album, you never necessarily know what you're going to get out of him. Like, you don't know if you're going to get the reggaeton Drake. Like, you don't know if you're going to get a Drake that's doing reggae music or you're going to get the Drake that had hits like, you know, when he did the Take Care album, how he pretty much went all in with rap and um, nice, you know, hip-hop tunes and not just, you know, he didn't make it a more of a, he didn't make it like a, a reggaeton type album, I think more life was a little more um, reggaeton and rap and a mixture of pretty much everything. I think mm-hmm. I'm good with just hearing Drake rap, you know, like over dope beats. Like kind of how I'm Upset wasn't the best track ever, but it, it kind of reminded me a little bit more of the older Drake just because he's, he's, he's up front, he's just rapping on a nice, a nice beat. And you know that's really that's the that's the Drake that I like to listen to. I don't really like listening to the the one that's singing. I don't like all that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's that's just me. You know, like I'm a I'm a fan of a lot of different artists, and I'm, everybody has that. You know, like everybody has something that they like. You know, more of it of a, of a certain artist to do. And I feel like when it comes on to Drake, I'm not really I'm not really the biggest on him singing. And I'm not the biggest on him switching his voice up to sound like a reggae, a reggae artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 I would prefer to listen to the Drake that's going to rap and the Drake that's going to just sit over a nice beat and just keep it like that. You know, keep it real simple and mm. nothing extra. You I want mean, that I, Drizzy Drake. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want I'm that like, Drizzy Drake. Yeah, I, I want, feel you. I feel you. Right. I want the Drake that we heard when he first really came out and he was just mm-hmm. like, 
putting out nice track, track after track. And, you know, I didn't, we didn't hear all that other stuff. It was just, you know, like simple, just rap, rap, straight up rap. And I mean, yeah. I don't know if we yeah. I don't even know if we're ever gonna get back to that because I feel like Drake is I don't, so I don't think so. Because a lot of rappers and a lot of artists go pop in general. You know what I'm saying? They they yeah. they adopt the style that they just can't come back from because they have to now appeal to a larger audience, a global audience that don't like that don't necessarily um that aren't accustomed to that sound that we're used to in the hood and what we're accustomed to and the group right. of hip hop and where it really comes from. So when you talk about that old school Drake, I think about it wasn't even Drake. That was Drizzy back in the, back in the day. I knew him as Drizzy when he was coming out with um, Too Far Gone and September's Very Own. Um, yeah. He was dropping songs with, you know, Lil Wayne, and he was really young money, cash money to the core. Um, uh-huh. I, that's, 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 that's the Drake. That's the Drizzy that I recall, you know what I mean? But this new Drake, you know, I'm still vibing with him, you know, on, a, on some pop tips, but it's not, it's not nothing like how it was when you really got that gritty, that down, that ooh, who's that guy? You know, now yeah. it's like, oh, we we know who that guy is, and sometimes it seems like he's trying something new, trying to get a new sound. But I'll, I'll always be accustomed to that old school Jizzy. Um, I think a lot of his fans are too. But then we have to, you know, then adopt our. We have to then develop a new taste for a new sound, which he comes mm-hmm. with every time he comes out with a new album. Which I always I appreciate because he's an artist and he's expanding his label, he's expanding his brand, he's expanding his horizons. But at the same time, you can't, you know, no one's going to forget where you come from in your roots because that's what makes you who you are. But it's cool. It's cool. So I, I, I expect to see some new, like I said, a, a little bit of new with a little bit of the old. And hopefully he can balance the two well and appeal to not just the pop audience, but those people who've been down with him since a project like October's very own. So we're going to have to see how it comes uh, as soon as he drops it, this album. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm anticipating I'm anticipating a lot of um a lot of new music. Matter of fact, as I'm thinking about it today, Nas is supposed to be dropping his new um new album called Nasir, um with Kanye West being the the producer of the full project. Um, that was something that we missed out on our on our podcast overview. <laughs> but yeah, as <laughs> totally. I thought about it, as <laughs> I thought about it, yeah, he's dropping a new album, so that would just that would probably take out one of our our topics, maybe. I don't know. I'm a, we gonna see how how much time we got. But um, yeah, he's dropping his album. Are you gonna listen to it or are you just gonna pass on that? I know. Oh man, a I'm a huge Nas fan. You know, okay. ever since Illmatic, <laughs> ever since Illmatic. I mean, I remember my dad playing that for me uh, when I was a youngster. And I was riding around in his truck, not knowing the lyrics of who this guy was, but my mm-hmm. ears were accustomed to that sound. And so I've always been in tune with that frequency that Nas will provide. And so I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna give it a listen. I'm gonna give it my my undivided attention because I know Nas never takes the album off. You know, he don't take a verse off and I don't care if it's his song or someone else's song. Um he always seems to come correct with that real hip hop and he keeps it gully, he keeps it real and he'll call mm-hmm. people out, you know, just like just like he called J. Cole out or when J. Cole dropped that uh workout. <laughs> when he, he dropped that workout single. He called J. Cole out, and J. Cole responded with Let Nas Down. So that just lets you know the level of reverence that people have for Nas in the game. He's definitely one of the all-time greats. The game wouldn't be where it is without him, you know, paving the way for not just New York rappers, but rappers with that conscious level of uh, conscious level of rhyming. And, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a listen, especially if Kanye's involved. Yeah. I know a lot of people then gave up on Kanye. But uh, yeah. art, at the end of the day, Kanye is an artist who's been producing good music 
since the day he came out. So I'm gonna well, give it a listen, and uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about it. Well, I didn't listen to Kanye. I'm gonna just be real with you. I didn't listen to nothing that he had put out. I think I did hear a track or two that was on the radio. They planned it on the radio, but I I didn't go listen to the album at all. Um, that's just a decision I made, just being the person I am. Um, and that that I'm still a fan of Kanye, but it's just so hard to listen to his lyrics now. It's just like he's he's preaching false falsely, you know, and. And I don't even know. It's just it just doesn't feel right to listen to him listen to his music with knowing how he's been operating lately in these streets. It's kind of it's kind of not for me. But I mean, if if you want to do it, if everybody else wants to do it, that's fine. But I chose not to. I chose not to listen to his album, and, I, and I'm the biggest Ye fan. Like I would run to listen to anything Ye put out. Like when he put out um. What is it? The Life of Pablo. When it first dropped, I think it dropped on title. I had to go get that. I I didn't even have title on my phone. I had to go like uh, register to get title on my phone just to listen to the Life of Pablo until it until it then later on got released on um, Apple Music or something like that. But I know at first it was just on on uh, title. So that's how big of a, a, a Kanye fan I was. So it's kind of like he disappointed me in a way. Um, and it's, that's unfortunate. But rappers do do that. Even on that side, I also with Nas too, with the allegations that came out against him with police, that was kind of something that I, I took I took a little hard too because kind of like you know you hate to hear things like that coming from people that you like growing up or you listen to or like you just felt like you looked at them and you felt like oh they you know they're good people but you never know you never know these artists in real life so it's just like you can't even really get upset. When you hear when you hear news, that's why people always say don't never idolize these people because they're regular people like us. You know what I'm saying? They go through things, they have issues, and it's just it's life, like you know. So um, I definitely didn't listen. I didn't. I definitely didn't listen to Kanye's album, but I'm definitely gonna probably give Nas' album a listen because I'm such a huge Nas fan, and I just want to hope that whatever's going on and whatever he did in his past, I just hope he's not doing it anymore because you know. I don't want to be that kind of person to give the AOK and think that whatever he had, uh, whatever he had did in in the past is is okay and 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 that it's still okay if he's still doing it today. It's really not. So I think that's yeah, I feel that, and I can see how this can quickly turn into like uh, a Kanye podcast self controversy that's surrounding. And I know mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, you know, because. I think he wants to see himself as an artist when in reality mm-hmm. people don't just look up to him as an artist. But he's a social figure. He's even a political figure. He's a role yeah. model. So when people look up to him and he says those types of things like he said on TMZ, of course it's going to disappoint a lot of people. It disappointed me. You know, I was taken aback for a little bit, you know, and it's hard trying to distinguish the artist kind of the social role model that he is. It's difficult to do. Um, I do my best. Yeah, when I hear his music, I do still hear with those comments that he said um, on TMZ and everything. But when it comes down to the purity of the music and how he produces it and um, the level that he's at that we haven't seen before and the genius price that it is, I just have to pay respect despite his social, you know, quite frankly, uneducated uh, opinion on, you know, such things as slavery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it, it, it gets so touchy, it gets so sensitive, and I can see why people, Excited not to listen to this anymore. I give, yeah. I, I respect that. I understand, but at the same time, I gotta do my part. I gotta just you know, try to distinguish that political side from the artist side because we don't. It's like in this day and age, we don't get to choose who our political figures are, and we don't get yeah. separated from 
from our entertainment. It's just like the entertainers have to come, the politicians, the politicians have to come, the actors, so on and so forth. They're all intertwined, so you can't really distinguish it. But I do my best to try to just listen to the purity of the music that produces rather than pay attention to the nonsense that he's spews um, yeah. when he's given a political uh, political platform. But quite frankly, he, he's proven that he's uneducated on the matters of slavery that touched a lot of people, millions of people, especially black people. Um, so I can't I can't pay attention to that that, that music. I think he's on something, but I totally I totally understand your thing, but I get it. And anyone else who doesn't listen to him, I understand totally. You know, I'm totally with it. But for those who do listen and understand where I'm coming from, the period of music always seems to transcend um, anyone's uneducated political opinion. But I totally understand. But nonetheless, yeah. I am going to get that. I'm, I'm going to get that knowledge out. Uh, listen, yeah. I didn't even know it came out today. I'm, I'm trying to find it right now on my title. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see what it got in store. Yeah. They might um I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna release tonight but I know he's right now currently holding a um a listening session in Queens at this moment right now it's supposed to be over at like one in the morning wow so yeah um yep that's pretty much it so I might give that now okay. I'm gonna listen and I'm definitely gonna listen to that Drake album that's the that's the go um and uh next uh Wiz Khalifa just announced. The features that are going to be on his uh, his newest project that's supposed to be dropping. Uh, let me get the release date. I think it's on the fifteenth, seventeenth of next month, I believe. I could be wrong. Let me see if I can get the uh, correct release date. But um, uh, no, it's on July thirteenth. Supposed to uh, come on July thirteenth, and he's going to be featuring a few guys: Gucci Man, um, Chevy Woods, Todd Dolla Sign. Um, Snoop Dogg, uh, Ray Schumert. Are you excited about this release, or is it kind of like so-so with you? Have you been a, a big Wiz fan, or? I mean, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm me myself. I, I just recall. I don't know about, I don't know about sequels in general, whether they're books or movies or you know, in general. I've always been thought that nothing really beats the original, and only in rare cases can the sequel really out to the original. So in that sense, in that respect, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of excited about it because Roller Papers 1 was a, was the joint for me back in high school. You know, that was my, that was my aunt. Me and my friends would play that. We would skip class and <laughs> just kind of listen to Wiz Khalifa because we grew up, we got to see him. We saw the Wiz without that. He was yeah. wearing long white mm-hmm. tees and he was repping Pittsburgh. And, and so we got to see that level of Wiz. So to see his level of growth, Throughout Roller Papers One, Taylor Alterdice, um, and just the list goes on and on, all the way to this point of Roller Papers Two. Um, I'm really excited, you know. Plus, you got classic cats on it like Chevy Woods and them, um, yeah. who always have brought that, who brought the best out of Wiz as far as features. So, you know, right. like no one's been able to do it like Taylor Gaines has been able to do it. So, I'm, I'm excited to see just what he brings and, and the level right. of of originality that he comes with. Yeah, and the fact that he's gonna have Bone Thugs and Harmony on it, that's what's that's that's really dope. Um I don't mm-hmm. think Bone Thugs and Harmony and Wiz have worked together, so that's gonna be good to see. And he also uh Sway Lee, I think. I don't think it's Ray Shermer. I think Sway Lee is actually gonna be featured on his album, which is dope, and party next door. Um, so I think this is gonna be pretty good. I just haven't heard a whole lot from Wiz, so kinda like when he takes time off, you forget about him. But then when he drops something fire, 
and it's like, oh, <laughs> right. Wiz, Wiz always been fired. <laughs> it's like, right. it's like Wiz always been fired, but it's like he takes so much time off, and then he comes back and puts out new music. But I mean, I guess you could do that when you're at his level. Uh, you know, he's been in the game. He's he's pretty much a veteran in my eyes, as far as he's been. You know, as long as he's been in the game, I think he's been in the game since I was in like high school. So. Um, I mean, Wiz can do that, I guess, and, you know, like, anything Wiz puts out, I'm always, I'm always um, excited about it, because he's always been one of the most creative dudes in hip-hop, he's always stuck his, his, um, he's always stuck to just doing him, he's always, he hasn't ever really changed since he's gotten to the game, you pay attention to Wiz, like, when he first started, Everything he raps about is what he raps about now, and I'm saying like not saying it in a bad way because it's, to some people they feel like that's no elevation. But as, what I mean by that is, I feel like Wiz hasn't necessarily he hasn't changed himself in a in a bad way, like compared to how some some artists have kind of like just switched their whole styles and just turned into a totally different artist than what they were when they first started. And it's kind of like, who is this person? But Wiz has always stuck to who he was and kind of what made him famous, even from his first mixtapes until now. I think Wiz is just one of those cool guys in the game that, like, everybody's always going to like just because he's always stayed true to himself. I agree. I agree totally. So, I agree 100%. The level of originality that he thinks he gets is so unique. You never heard of a rapper um, you know, talk about what he talks about on a consistent basis and take the risk that he has and mm-hmm. scoop it off. So he goes saying high risk, high score. He definitely takes very high risk. It's paid off. It's yeah. Starting now, it's going to hide this thing. And uh, I think it's going to be tough to look out for this road trip, too. Facts. It's definitely paid off on his end. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to that Rolling Paper 2. comes out July 13th. Everybody check that out. Um, Georgia Smith is the new girl from out of London. She's 21 years old. She just turned 21. I, I'm i really, I, I, I don't know if I want to talk about it because it's like I'm not necessarily too too up on um, up on her music yet, but eventually I will be on it because I always, like, you know, get around to new artists, especially the artists that, that have a buzz. And she she's one of those artists that has that buzz. But she just put out her latest project called Lost and Found. Um, I got to listen to at least two songs off the um, off the project, and I will definitely say she's definitely special because her sound is just something you've never really, really, really heard. And for her to be so young, it's also really crazy to um, to understand like the stuff that she sings about. Um, so yeah, I think so too. I mean, I've I've gotten a chance to listen to the whole album project. And, I mean, my favorite on it is the title track Lost and Found Self. Um and it was it was fire. I mean that's the first song on the album and it really mm-hmm. set the tone for the for the rest of the album. It's just it's a good song. It really gave me Chade vibe. It's yeah. the vibe. You know what I'm saying? That those mm-hmm. that mid nineties, late nineties type feel, you know, that you really don't mm-hmm. that you really don't hear much often, you know. So uh, it was refreshing to hear that because you don't hear it very often. I know artists come to mind when I think of those people with those types of vibes that are really unique and soulful, you know, to yeah. the core. And she's really young. You know, you mentioned she's out of London. Um, I didn't know that beforehand, and it really just matters because the music really just transcended um, her demographic and where she's from. But 
I love it. I, I think it's amazing that everyone should really, you know, give it a little bit of attention because it's, it's something yeah. to look out for. And, I, and, and she got the necessary height. Facts. And, like, not only that, um, you know, just like I said, her to be so young, her, you know, her storytelling is, like, amazing. Like, she has a great way of storytelling throughout her music. Um, she's her. She has practice trained vocals. Her vocals are, like, really up there. And I definitely think she's gonna be here for for a while. Like, how how long do you think her how long do you think her reign is gonna last? Um, I mean, there ain't no telling. You know what I'm saying? There's, I think a lot of artists that start off the type that she got, she got straight type right now. Like, it seems I know someone like who, who hasn't been paying attention to her since day one. It may be like a overnight success, but with a hype like that, you already know that she's putting great work. And to say that work ethic is every day time simple. Um, okay. I think I'm, it'd just be an incorrect assumption. So there really ain't no telling how long it's going to last. But we know yeah. right now it's, it's, the, it's the hottest thing in the game right now. So we'll see how long she's carried and how far that work ethic will take her. Yeah, her album sounds just like, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't only listen to two full songs, but I skimmed through it. And it just, it's kind of like, you know, just into the two songs I did listen to, it's kind of like, it sounds like she's been doing this for a little longer than what she has. I I had just learned about her from Drake featuring her on his um, More Life album. So I didn't know anything about the, I didn't know anything about her. And um, then people uh, started, you know, she started getting the buzz and people started talking about the Lost and Found. I'm like, oh, who is this new girl? I have to go check her out. And then I hear her on NPR Tiny Desk and she's just like killing it. So I'm like, dang, she's really dope. So, like, I definitely think she's going to be here for a while. And um, she could possibly, but I don't know, by the time next year, she she could be that, like, next R&B girl that everybody's really talking about. I think how SZA had her breakthrough. She's going to have her breakthrough. And, uh, well, if she haven't already had her breakthrough, because she's kind of, like, she's pretty much getting a whole lot of... Um, yeah, she's blossoming right now. Yeah, she, yeah she's really getting, getting a whole lot of, um, mm-hmm. you know, publicity right now. But, um, a whole lot of intention, and she was also on. She was on the Black Panther album. She was on the Black oh, Panther yeah, album. Oh, she yeah. had her. She had her own. She had her own song. It's called "I Am." And I didn't. You know, when the Black Panther album first came out, um, I was in. Uh, I was actually in Connecticut at the time, and I was out with my school having a conference, and I was really excited because you know when the album dropped, it gave me something to do when I had a little mm-hmm. bit of downtime, and so I listened to the whole album several times through, and I listened to her voice several times through, but I didn't. I couldn't put a name to the voice. It was just like, oh, you know, oh, this song is fire, that song, like all the songs are fire, and so was that one. And I just didn't know who she was. But now okay. that, you know, I looked her up on title, and the first song that came up was I Am from the Black Panther album, it, it just made sense. I was like, oh, so I've, I've known about her longer than I thought. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of people, a lot of people maybe have heard her voice, or, you know, maybe she's been featured on the project, and we just didn't know who she was. But uh-huh. that's that's the type of that's how I really rate and judge my music. If something can flow through me and it's real seamless and I don't have to really stop and think about it too much and it's really just fluid, that's how I know it's some of the best music that I got. So I can just sit back and enjoy it. And if, especially if it's coming from a trusted artist, then I'm all for it and I'm all about it. And, and now that we know who she is and we can put a face to the to the voice and a name to the face, um, uh-huh. now it's like she's really blossoming to her own. And, you know, I'm excited to see who's going to feature her because I don't know anyone in the game who doesn't want the hottest voice in the game 
on yeah. this project. Just you know what I mean. I mean so like, we'll have to see. Hot, you think she's the hottest voice? Like. I would still, oh definitely. Got, I mean yeah, we still got sizzle, we still ain't going nowhere, Sizzle ain't sizzle at all. You know, she's still on the I believe she's on the T D E tour. You know what I'm saying? I think she's still on the championship tour doing her thing with Kendrick and them. Uh but she hasn't sizzled at all. I just think, you know, like we got we gotta examine the facts here. Like Georgia Smith, she just turned twenty one, she just mm-hmm. dropped her album, her yeah. her album is doing numbers on the charts, and she just did Tiny Desk, which I don't even think Scissor has done yet, you know, and not to compare yeah. the two or to rank the two, yeah, but we're just talking about the level of publicity and how hot she is. I mean, yeah. that I would definitely say, uh, without a doubt, she got my vote. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah, what so. right about that. You got to, can't leave out Kalani either, because, I mean, these are girls that Whoa, have been yeah. in, These are girls that have already been in this, you know, this spotlight, and they kind of, yeah, kind of been doing it for a little longer than her. But I totally understand where you're coming from with that. She just turned 21. She's young, and she just sounds so good. So it's just like, I mean, hey, everybody wants that young and fresh face, and, you know, that's what everybody wants. So it's just like, hey. I mean, I definitely think she's going to be featured on a lot more songs after, um, you know, Lost and Found. A lot of more, a right. lot more rappers are probably going to want her to be featured on their tracks, and you know, she's probably going to get a get a few. Oh yeah, I forgot LMA. Um, we forgot LMA in that whole little thing. So you said oh, without a doubt, now, yeah. But you forgot LMA, and matter of fact, I think they're both London based, so I think they're both from the uh, UK. So that would be dope if they could get on a track together. I mean. Hey, it only makes sense for them to both be from, um, they're both based out of London, I think. Uh, yeah, I definitely think um, LMA is based from out of London. But yeah, she, she's definitely one of those people, too, that I forgot in that conversation. She's definitely a hot, she's definitely a, a hot, hot R&B girl right now, too. Hey, um, LMA, she, Georgia Smith, if you're listening, we, we'd love to hear something from y'all. We'd love <laughs> to hear a little something special. Hey, that's just from a fan. That's just from a fan. We'd love to see something. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Yep. Is there anything else you want to speak on before this podcast is over with? Am I, I mean, there was. Yeah. I love May. She also just, um, she just announced the Boot Up Summer Tour. But I was just looking at that. I'm like, Boot Up Summer Tour. So, if you only have one track. And now that I think about it, she doesn't have just one track. It's another song called Naked. That's one of her, um, she has, that's the song that she had out too. It's not probably getting as much publicity as Boot Up is, but it's still one of her hottest songs that she has. So I thought about it. She actually had an EP that she put out. And what's so crazy is people used to play this song like, like I remember people playing this song like two years ago. And this song, what Boot Up song is getting you know, all this publicity now, it has been out, really. So it was just so, it's crazy how everything works. Like, you got to trust the process, I guess. And, and now she, her song is getting played everywhere. I think it's number one on the tracks. But, yeah, she definitely just um, she definitely just announced um, the Boot Up Summer Tour. And everybody's, like, doing a remix of the track, uh, doing a remix of the track. Like, Fetty Wap just dropped one. Twice had one. Um, who else? People other guys, a whole a whole bunch of other rappers, but um, yeah. And I think the next thing we wanted to get into, you wanted to talk about Kyle Cosmo and Alonzo Ball this track. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean, I think, I think um, uh, first of all, I just think that, I mean, I just think it's unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know they had their little 
They, I think they had a little bit of conflict throughout the year. You know, they're going back and forth. I think uh, Lonzo's little brothers, Jello and Melo, got into it. You know, they were talking. They are kind of had this little mini battle going on. And I kind of just brushed it off as, you know, kids being kids. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I think that, again, that, that just was so unnecessary because I think it could really be detrimental to the whole franchise itself, to the whole city of Los Angeles. You know, it's like why do something like that to someone who you call your teammate, who wears the same colors you wear and who's out there balling to get W's just like you're balling to get W's. I just don't get it. I can see even if it was from, from a different team, like I'm just somebody from the Spurs. I don't like the Spurs. I'm just a LeBron because he's the best in the game, and he just got. To, I can see if it was that, but you're going after your own teammate. I'm just like I, I'm not. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I'm just not. I guess I'm just. I'm not cut from that cloth. I just. I just don't get it. No part of me yeah. agrees with that at all. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But at the same time, like I said, kids are going to be kids, and I think um, Lonzo is just trying to capitalize first of all on on the brand, the big baller brand, because if people are talking about your stuff, good, bad, or whatever. Um, they're gonna go out and buy it. They're gonna at least put your name. You're gonna get more publicity. There goes a, there goes a phrase that goes, um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So even if people got their, your name in their mouth and, uh, they're talking about you bad or good, I mean, whoever they're talking about is winning because they're, yeah. they're, they're getting more publicity. They're getting, they're getting passed around by word of mouth because you decide to talk to them because they decide to spark some conflict. And my whole thought is I don't I don't agree with this at all, but I also think Lonzo is trying to capitalize on the Drake and Pusha T beef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of people are <laughs> saying the Drake and Pusha T beef are trying to like it, it, it revives the hip hop beef and stuff like that. Man, I mean I don't even think the hip hop beef ever died. It just hasn't been as public as it's been because rappers have been focused on the money rather than East Coast West Coast or this click or that click or this group and that group. It's always been about getting money, and I think I've seen more unification within hip-hop in the past decade than mm-hmm. ever before. So when you talk about the revival of rap beef, I don't think it's went anywhere. It's just, it's, just, it's just been suppressed because everybody's focused on getting theirs and, and helping other people get theirs. And I might be wrong, but, I mean, I'm going to have to get checked on that if I am. But I also think, <laughs> like I said, I think he's trying to capitalize on this rap beef and just spark some unnecessary controversy to maybe sell his album. You know, I know he just dropped a song, not the Kyle Kuzma beat uh, or the Kyle Kuzma track, but he dropped a different song um, with, with his brother got a verse on it and some more stuff. So I think this is all just promotion. I think he takes a, a big lesson from his pop. You know what I'm saying? His pop to get on television and say some, and say some things that some people may consider very outlandish, like, you know, Lonzo Ball is better than Steph Curry or LeVar Ball can beat Michael Jordan with a hand time behind his back, stuff like that, that really just rubs people the wrong way. But at the same time, it's marketing genius. So I can't be mad at it, but at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm not the one selling big baller brands. So I really don't have a stake in the – I don't have a claim in the stake. And, and you know, he's going to do him, but I don't think it's healthy for the Laker organization at all. As a matter of fact, I understand that the Lakers, I think as soon as today – or as recent as yesterday even, um, have came out and said that they would like the rap beef, the so-called rap beef, I should say, between yeah. Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma to be toned down and they should really just calm down on social media and maybe just focus on what they're getting paid to do, um, which is play basketball. Now, I know Big Baller Brand is a separate entity, and Lonzo is definitely get a, 
a piece of that pie, but at the same time, you would think that two players on the same team would put their differences aside in order to focus on a win. They didn't make the playoffs this year. They may have been a couple games over 500, um, or maybe not. I don't know about the record. But nonetheless, it wasn't an impressive year. They're still young mm-hmm. and everything, but that just gives them more incentive to be focused on their game rather than getting behind the booth and just their own teammates. So, like I said, I'm not tough from that cloth. I may not – I, I damn sure don't get it. It's evident I don't get it. But, hey, maybe Lonzo Ball knows something I don't. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely think it's just childish at this point because, like, you're in the NBA now. No use to – no reason to uh, walk around throwing diss tracks out. I definitely think it's kind of raised some eyebrows, though, if I'm the coaching coaching staff in L.A. If this wasn't a joke, if it was if it was a joke and they were just joking, then yeah. But apparently it wasn't. Apparently it was a for real, for real diss track that he threw out to Kyle Kuzma. And I definitely think that that's just not cool. Like, we already had suspicions of him and his, you know, his family because his father is so outspoken. So it's kind of like when he comes out and speaks, it's kind of just like, you know, at first he was a quiet dude, now he just, doing a lot now you trying to put out diss tracks and stuff for your album sales like come on dude this is the nba we don't want to like you know you're you're a starting point guard in the league like you're not just a, a starter i mean you're not just somebody that comes off the bench you know you're not like a, a swaggy p you know somebody that comes off the bench and you know just shoots shoots a few shots and then goes back to the bench you're actually somebody who's a, a vital you know big part of the team and you know, you really got to keep your head on straight when it comes down to this stuff because these guys, these coaching staff will really look at you and say, hey, we need to trade this guy out of here because he's just doing too much. You know what I'm saying? And get somebody in here who's has their focus on just basketball and not distracts and doing rap songs, out, 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 other curricular things outside of um, basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I think Lonzo needs to really relax with that. If um if he is doing those, you know, if he's, if he's trying to continue to do that kind of stuff, he needs to really chill. And I'm glad that the Lakers coaching staff kind of came out and told him that, um, kind of told him, look, you know, kind of chill off the antics and whatnot. But other than that, I mean, I mean, you, every, you know, they they can have fun, you know. It's, it's all fun, but at the same time, if he was serious about it, it's totally different. Yeah, I mean, like, like you was probably told, as I was told growing up, you know, it's all funny games if somebody gets hurt. And, I mean, even the diss track, it wasn't called Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. It was called Kylie Kuzma. Like, you know when somebody calls you out your name, you know how that makes you feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care who it is. It, it could be if it ain't coming from your close family or your brother sister and somebody calls you out your name, um, maybe that's either A, because they're really comfortable with you and you can call them that without being offended, or they don't like you know, like, those are the two options. There's really no happy medium there. But at the same time, this has been not just a learning year for Lonzo, but it's also been a learning year for Kyle Kuzma. I mean, they're both rookies. They're just they're, – one year is not enough to get to know the NBA and all the sides of it. You know what I mean? And there have been a couple of incidents within the year that have happened on the court that the Lakers have had to pull Lonzo to the side be like, hey, that's just not how we get down. Like, if you see your teammate going through it with an opposing team, you got to step up for your teammate. You got to be an example. You got to be a leader. So this is just another learning example for the two players. So I don't think we should be too hard on them. But at the same time, you got to know you got to know when enough is enough and when something is just unnecessary and you're doing too much, which I think this is an example of. But we got to give grace to both of them. 
I believe they're both still teenagers. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got to give some, you got to give some slack to, to, to the kids where it's due. So, you know, right. it, it's like I said, it's a, it's a learning curve. It's a learning uh, experience, but they definitely, I think they got to cut out. They got to cut it out and they got to focus on some of these wins, focus on some of these draft picks, focus on some of these moves, maybe getting LeBron there for off season. I think the Lakers, um, focus has to be shifted from these two players to the whole organization. And with these two players going at it, I think they're, they're stealing all the focus that should be going towards winning championships. So we'll have to see what the Lakers do um, <laughs> with their two young stars now going into the second year. Um, I think they fully intend on keeping both of them. But, I, you know, not with the antics. Not Every every organization got to put up with their superstar in one fashion or another. But I think this is just a, this is just a fashion that the organization is not willing to put up with, not this childish nonsense. So that's my take on it. But kids will be kids, as they say. Yeah, I mean, um, totally, like I said. It's just, just, you know, to me, I think it's childish, but, hey, you know, I guess we're just having fun. I mean, I guess we can just leave it at that and hope that that was what it was because if it continues to happen, you know, I think L.A. is going to probably cut them loose. I think I remember when um, Nick Young, um, Swaggy P., had his, you know, he was doing other things outside of the court, um, playing with L.A. Lakers, and they kind of cut him from the team, so uh, or, or traded him. Um, so I don't. Hopefully, Lonzo Ball doesn't get himself in that kind of situation. You know, just trying to have fun outside of, you know, outside of basketball, just because those L.A. Lakers coaches seem like they're a little bit more strict about that kind of stuff. You know, maybe not all of yeah. them, but. The, the, the Lakers, the Lakers coaching staff seems like they're a little more strict about what players are doing outside of the court, and that's been we've seen that from previous players and things that have went down. So, uh, hopefully, it was just a joke. But um, it seems like that's it for the night for our podcast. Um, about 41 minutes in of talking, and if you got anything else to say to end the podcast, go ahead. Uh, nope. I think we should put a wrap on it. <laughs> I think it was a All good right. talk. All right, cool. Um, thank you, Jordan, and until next time, we'll talk about our um, our next topics. Yep. All right. All right. Peace.